Hello, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm Sean Smith, joined as always by Derek Terry. Derek, uh, we talked yesterday following C.J. Frederick's announcement. I said that it was going to be good news after good news for the Kentucky basketball program, and the momentum has shifted. It is good news. Kentucky finally makes official what we've all known for a while now. Orlando Antigua returning to Lexington as an assistant coach. Ronald Chin Coleman from Illinois making his first appearance in Lexington as a head coach. Two great additions to John Calipari's staff. Yeah, and and like you said, much needed good news. I mean, uh, obviously Antigua had been talked about for a while. There have been people – campaigning for him to be back on the staff since he, you know, went to Illinois. <laughs> so those people, they got their wish. And then uh, Chin Coleman was a new name to me until, uh, I don't know, maybe two or three weeks ago, whenever uh trickled down to me that that would be someone they would target. But, you know, you look at this coaching staff now, Sean, Antigua. Oh, well, I guess it is worth noting that there was, I guess, news in some regard. It's what we speculated, but uh, Bruiser Flynn is going to move over to the associate head coach role that Tony Barbie had last year. Yeah. So you're on the road recruiting staff. It's Orlando Antigua, uh, Ronald Chin Coleman, and Jay Lucas. And that well, is strong. Do you remember when it was first announced last summer that Bruiser was coming and then Jay Lucas was coming and we went through this whole – Thing And you had people like, why do, Why would you want Bruiser Flynn out recruiting? That's not what he's, you know, that's not what, it doesn't make sense. Well, there was no road recruiting and stuff during COVID. So this, you could kind of see that I think all these moves, Derek, honestly, not locations. Like obviously Tony Barbie to Central Michigan, Joel Justice to Arizona State. I don't think that those locations were set. But I think that this kind of attrition and, and just movement with the coaching staff has kind of been in place for maybe a year that they knew that this was coming. We knew Barbie was going to be getting another head coaching job and then Joel either getting a promotion or a head coaching job. And he did get a promotion in Arizona state. So I think that all this has kind of been in the works since they brought Bruiser in and Jay Lucas. Yeah, for sure. I noticed this too. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I'm going through the UK press release right now. And I know he's not been, you know, on the, on the court or whatever, in an official capacity like he has been. But there was no mention of John Robick at all, uh, which, I mean, it's just, I guess, is what it is. I don't really know where where Robick is at this point uh, in his Kentucky tenure. Been here a long time. Had some devastating personal things happen the last few years. Um, but with, with Bruiser, I mean, the way I'm looking at this, you got four coaches, uh, Bruiser, Chen, and, and Tigua and Lucas, that uh, I think Cal is very comfortable for sure with, with two of those guys, certainly. Uh Bruiser and Antigua, and then you add in, uh, you know, Lucas has been there, but still a relatively new guy uh, to this point. He's not even been here, what, nine months now, something like that, nine, ten months. Yeah. And then Chen Coleman is a guy he's probably, <coughs> excuse me, probably known a little bit about for a while, but never, you know, worked close with him. So it'll be interesting to see the dynamic that this staff takes on, but i got to think in terms of acquiring talent, not that that's – you know, I know that they had the bad year last year, but on paper it was still supposed to be a talented roster, so it's not like there's been a ton of, um, you know, slipping. I think it was the number one class, wasn't it? Actually, now that I look back, uh, yeah. it was number one or two. So that, that thing hasn't really been much of an issue. But I'm looking at, at this, Sean. I mean, I'll be curious to see if there's any kind of immediate impact with the transfer portal. But more so, 
once these guys get established, I think you can see an impact in 22. But I'm thinking where you really see the effects of all these guys stick together will be 2023. A class with the Juan Wagner Jr. at the top. Kentucky's a heavy favorite for him. Um, then you give these guys who just got here two years. And, of course, Jay Lucas has been here already building those relationships. But these other guys will have been here for multiple years by then, building those relationships. I think that could be a year that uh, – you see Kentucky, maybe if, even if they only take four or five high school kids every year from now on out with the transfer portal, I think that could be a class you really see them hit on uh, on some highly ranked kids. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. And the thing that stands out to me, Derek, is a lot of people don't know Chen Coleman. They, like they're not maybe familiar with Chen. Obviously, that started coming out. Derek, we've been talking about it, you and I, two longer, more than two weeks now, that, that Coleman was going to be – a part of this thing with Antigua. And the thing that stands out to me about Chen is his track record and how he's grinded his way to this spot at Kentucky. It's, and Cal talked about it in the press release today. He's another guy that builds relationships and he's had to do that through all the different levels of basketball that he's been at with on the grassroots circuit, uh, the elementary circuit, the middle school. And then you look at his time, uh, started Colorado State, Nebraska, and then Bradley, UIC, and Illinois, right there in the state of Illinois for a long stretch of his career. This is another guy that Kentucky's getting, just like Antigua, that's going to build relationships with these players, going to build those relationships on the recruiting trail with families. I think, you know, Antigua's getting a lot of the attention in this, and rightfully so. But don't sleep on this Chin Coleman move to Kentucky, too, because the more that I've dug into this, Derek, I think this could be a big one as well when it comes to another guy on staff that these players trust. I think so, too. Yeah, he's he's one I'm really intrigued with. Like you said, he's had a – you know, he's grinded. This is his – you know, he's been at Illinois for four – he was at Illinois, I guess I should say, for four years. Um, did you mention Nebraska in there? Was he a grad assistant there or was he a full-time – I think he was a full time, if I'm not mistaken. Double check that for me. Check this out. Maybe. Well, you know, it says he spent time at Nebraska. I don't know if that. Uh, let me see. Looking in the press. Yeah, he, he was the director of player development there, so he wasn't okay. on on the court. Uh, on the court coach, I guess. But you see the connection uh, with yeah. Tim Miles was, was when he was there. But, you know, he, his time at Illinois, four years. Um, you would think for someone like that who had grinded as long as he had, that that was a, a pretty significant career achievement. And now going to Kentucky, uh, I mean, unless you get a job at North Carolina or, or Duke or Kansas, some of these other schools, I mean, that's about as high as you can get in the assistant coaching tier ladder in college. And he's, he's there. I mean, obviously did a great job at Illinois and, Help Brad Underwood, but uh, I'm thinking for Chan. I don't know what his aspirations are. I'm sure every coach wants to be a head coach eventually, and for him to get this job, if he does a good job here, that is quite the uh, quite the assistant coaching well resume, really. I mean, if you're if you're a small school or some of the schools he coached at, like UIC, I don't know what their situation is, but you got to think, you know, having a connection there. If he does well at UK, he could should help him get a head coaching jobs. What I'm trying to say, yeah. And the the big thing, too, I think, with, with both these moves, after Kenny Payne left Kentucky, Kenny Payne was like the big man whisperer, right? You know, Kyle Tucker's written about it and everything, and that's what they, they refer to him as. 
Derek, they, they didn't really have that guy that was hands-on with the bigs that we know of on the staff. Obviously, you've had Bruiser Flint as a head coach. You've had Tony Barbie, who had co- head coaching experience. We know that they all had their hands on every piece of this roster. But Antigua, I believe, is a guy who is going to, to groom those big men. And we, we saw that with uh, Kofi Coburn, Illinois, a guy that I watched on the Nike YBL circuit. And I remember seeing this. I was actually in Indy, and Antigua was sitting there watching and uh, Coburn play. Kentucky was sitting there watching. And I remember that day in 2017, it actually hit me. I see Antigua sitting there. He has his Illinois gear on. Derek, and it, and it was weird to me. I was like, why is he not in Lexington? You know, like if, if he's not a head coach, it almost feels like that he needs to be at Kentucky. I never thought this would happen, though. I honestly thought that once he had been four years at Illinois, that it was kind of past the point that he would come back to Kentucky. But I think that the the development with big men and stuff and on the recruiting trail, I think that you're going to see Kentucky get back to that uh, when it comes to the dominant bigs with Antigua. You get a familiar face there with your program. A guy, Derek, that when he walked into gyms his first time at Kentucky, he was probably one of the most feared people that you would look at from the assistant coach ranks when it comes to recruiting elite prospects. If if it wasn't John Calipari sitting there at that time, it wasn't Kenny Payne then. It was Orlando Antigua was the name that you were watching on the recruiting trail. Yeah, this is a, a pretty, I would say pretty devastating two losses for Illinois. I mean, they're at a point they just get the number one seed. They're number one seed in the tournament. The trajectory looks really good, and then you get your two top assistants poached. Of course, one. I mean, I think I think Underwood probably had to figure that Antigua, if there was ever an opportunity back at UK, that he might lose him there. I think that's probably always in the coach's mind, of, or maybe where you could lose guys. Can't say for sure on Coleman. I don't really know how that came about or or when. I'm guessing Antigua really put in a good work for him. I mean, he worked with him for the last few years, probably respected him a lot and thought he would be a good fit to work with Cal. And I'm sure Cal greatly values Antigua's opinion on that. And that's how um, that ended up happening. But no, you're right. I mean, getting Antigua back, I mean, that's, that's kind of, you know, I don't think they're ever going to get back to what they were 2009, 2000 through 2014 or whatever it was when he was here with, with, cause it's just different now. I mean, you got to battle a lot of, you know, just a different era. UK is not the only one and done school anymore. And uh, guys at the top of the class of other options, pro options. I mean, you're seeing that with, with a few guys this class who have already decided to go the pro route. So it's going to be different in that regard, but the relationships, things like that, you got to think they're always going to have a, have a really good chance. Those connections run really deep. Um, we'll be curious to see how Chin is utilized because obviously his connections in Chicago run very deep at Chicago. Oftentimes is some really, really good high school basketball players. Um, but obviously with Kentucky being a national brand, it's not really essential <laughs> that they have to recruit the city of Chicago to, to be good. Matter of fact, I don't even Khalil Whitney was from Chicago, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was. Well, how many yes. other guys have been from, from around? I don't think it's really been a, a focal point by any means. I'm just, you know, that's on paper. That's what you look at. I think that's where his strengths uh, are. Um, so is the only one you said, Whitney, or did you say anyone else? No, that's the only one I said. He's only uh, Charles Matthews was Chicago area. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Is there anybody else that UK's had? Yeah, I'm trying to think, and it's like I don't – Oh, well, Anthony Davis. How, about, how in the world? 
So, yeah, obviously, you know, the best player the Cows had uh, was from Chicago. That's funny. Uh, I can't believe we forgot that. So, Davis was great. Uh, and some of these others that, <laughs> for some reason, I'm thinking there was someone else. Oh, we need to cut the shit, dude. Tyler Ulis and, and every, is it, didn't he spend time in Chicago? I don't, don't think he's from Chicago. But, so, it turns out there have been some pretty good players that, uh, that come from there. But I, I, what I'm trying to say is I think Coleman, you know, I don't think he's going to be focused on that one city. I think he'll be able to be used in a variety of ways. But you do look at his ties there. You think about Jay Lucas in Texas. And I think Antigua will just kind of be the, the guy who goes everywhere. Whoever the top target is, I think that's who you're going to have Antigua on. And then Cal can step in as well um, and help out there. Yeah, it's it's a big – this is a big move. Uh, Frederick yesterday, coaching staff moves today. Finally, some good news for John yeah. Calipari and the program. And the thing is, Derek, is they're going to need a lot more good news. You know, what – is there anything that comes as a result of this staff – of these staff moves? Well, that remains to be seen. What happens in the next, let's say, 10 to 20 days? Is there a, something from the portal with a connection to Antigua, a connection to, to Chin Coleman? We, we don't know that yet, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to rule it out. Because Kentucky has available spots on this roster right now, and I think Antigua and Chen are going to have some names, and have obviously they're going to have some official say in this thing now on where Kentucky goes and have some input with this back with this open backcourt. Kentucky's entire point guard spot right now, Derek, is available and it's open, and they're trying to find pieces. But the first piece may be Ty Ty Washington coming up on May fifteenth. I know Andrew Slater put in a crystal ball prediction for Kentucky today. That is a big step in the right direction for Kentucky getting an elite guard. Yeah, Slater put that on Twitter. And then, of course, uh, Travis Branham, basically the top 24-7 uh, recruiting expert, I guess you could say. that That's a big step. I don't think he would have put that in unless he felt pretty yeah. confident that that was going to happen. So things are trending really well for Todd Todd. I'll give you some more clarity for sure, on kind of what's going to be going on uh, next season. I mean, he's a high riser, probably one of the biggest movers this spring in the rankings, someone who people have been very impressed with. I'll be very curious to hear your thoughts, Sean, when you go down there and see him this weekend. Um, It'll be pretty good timing for you because obviously he'll be committing a week after you see him here in a few days. Um, But, yeah, that's that's – that's an interesting thing, and I was doing some some class calculator stuff this morning, as I'm prone to do every now and then. If you're holding out hope, if you're a Kentucky fan, holding out hope uh, for Jaden Hardy, hoping that he spurns the G League and decides that college is the way he wants to spend his year before going to the NBA, there's still a path, Sean, still a path for Kentucky to be the number one recruiting class in the country. But they'll have to add Hardy and Tata Washington I would say Hardy is an extreme long shot. It just seems like his mind's been made up for a while uh, on the G League. But just adding Ty Ty would get UK back in the top 10. They're at 30 right now following Nolan Hickman's decommitment. Uh, they can get back up to seventh uh, just by adding Ty Ty Washington. So that put him second in the SEC behind a really strong class, Sean, from uh, Tennessee. They got two five stars, two other four stars. I mean, probably on paper, by far the best class they've ever had. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. 
hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Kentucky will obviously see what they decide to do at point guard, but Ty-Ty Washington would be a huge step in the right direction, Derek. We still got to wait on Keon Brooks to see something official from him. Obviously, this, the stuff that we've heard the last few weeks has been more pro-Kentucky than anything else, and I think it's a big deal that they get Keon Brooks back. I, I know a month, month and a half ago, we didn't talk a ton about Keon. We talked a lot about what Kentucky was going to do portal-wise, but now that it's coming down to it, and I'm looking at this roster now that Frederick's in the fold, now that you know it seems like Tata Washington's trending Kentucky, I'm going to start saying more about Keon Brooks. I actually think that Keon Brooks needs to be on this roster. I think Kentucky needs Keon Brooks. And I think that he could have a big junior jump if he plays with these pieces that I'm starting to see be on this Kentucky roster when it comes to spacing, uh, solid big men. I think Keon can naturally fit now into that position that he's best at instead of having to play the three or do something that maybe his skill set isn't best at. And now we saw him be able to knock down those shots at times this past season. Do that as a junior at a higher clip. Do those other things he's really good at, and it could be a big-time year for Keon Brooks if he comes back. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think I think Keon's a big piece. Um, if he chooses to go a different direction, I don't I don't think he's going to the NBA. So, uh, and I don't think Jackson's coming back. So I, I I see a clear path for Keon. I mean. I'm sure no one was very happy with how this past season went. Maybe he thought about exploring his options. I have no idea. It's just he's been pretty quiet. Um, but I, I see a very clear role for Keon on next year's team, and I, I think you could see that leap. I mean, he's still a, you know, missed some time last year. He had the pandemic. I, I think you could still see an accelerated development from him. And he's been in Lexington this offseason working out with the team, going through workouts, and improving his skills. Like I, I think, especially as a leader too, I think it's really important that he comes back. And I think he will. Uh, I still think he'll come back and I do too. give Kentucky a, a solid front court next year, plenty of options, some versatility, you know, but I, th- I think we are getting closer though uh, to knowing what this final product's going to look like. I mean, you'll still have to see what Mintz decides to do, but you get Ty Ty on uh, next Saturday, the, the 15th. That starts to shed a little bit more light on the point guard situation. I'm sure they'll still add somebody else, but at that point it's kind of just who will it be? Will it be someone that you could use off the – I guess somewhat in the fold of minutes, kind of what they thought he would be last year um, before Askew obviously wasn't – well, the minutes would say Cal thought he was capable because he still played a ton until the very end of the year, but someone that you think is insurance in case that your freshman point guard isn't you know, a standout right away? Or do they try to take someone that they think can come in and start right away at point guard and then have Ty-Ty come off the bench? I mean, who knows? That's that's where I'll be really curious. But it kind of starts with making sure you get Ty-Ty because if you get him, you I, I would still feel pretty good about him, honestly. I know some people are going to be gun-shy with, with a freshman point guard after what happened last year, especially a kid like this who was going to be going to Creighton, which is a solid basketball school. We know that. Um, but kind of rose up late. Uh, but still, you're talking about a guy, take it for what it's worth. I mean, you saw all the lottery projections last year, but Ty Ty thought it was a potential lottery pick in next year's draft. So the talent should should be there. 
Um, but I'll be curious to see, and, and that's what you were saying with Antigua and Chan Coleman, who knows some of the connections they have and how they could be utilized in the portal um, as soon as this year. It, it'll be really curious. I'll, I'll be really curious to see what happens. And the same day, Derek, that you're tying the knot, Ty Ty Washington and Kentucky might just do the same. Who knows? They might say I do the same time you do. Could be. It'd probably be uh, when it happens. And, and by the way, people, I, I noticed when you – published that podcast episode so fast yesterday like I'm I think Frederick it might have gotten out and maybe 15 seconds later Derek had Kentucky Daily published and I had there were a couple people it's like how did you all record and somebody said wow two minute podcast but no like obviously we had worked and we had that ready to go so if we see that Kentucky and Tata Washington are going to be a match Derek maybe before that wedding day not on saturday obviously but sometime next week we'll get something together and uh i might be sitting there in the in the crowd as you're getting married and i might hit publish right from your wedding venue so then there you are having a great time and then all of our kentucky daily listeners can listen uh to hopefully some more good news for kentucky basketball but we'll we'll get to that when we see it yeah yeah for sure Uh, i mean i'm kind of thinking now it'll go I think it'll go quiet now until Tata announces. I mean, maybe maybe if there's someone they've had their eyes on in the portal, something could break before. But I, I gotta. I mean, who knows? I mean, maybe they've maybe Tata's on the plan. I think if you're Tata Washington, you have to expect that Kentucky's gonna add someone else. So if he's cool with that, then maybe you wouldn't have to wait until he's committed to to move on someone else. But I mean, unless it's Keon announcing that he's coming back, things like that. I, I think these next nine days. Um, We'll be fairly quiet. Is that is that kind of your feel for things, or do you? I think you could. It get could be something. unpredictable, kind of. I mean, I think you could get something on Keon. Yeah, I could but see that. I could see that being another like if if it's to the point to where he's ready to say that he's coming back, and Kentucky's not going to target anyone else in the front court. Now that this staff is in place, I want to pay close attention to what with we know Washington obviously to me is priority number one now. Has to be with point guard play and when it comes to new players. Now, Keon Brooks, I think, is right there of importance as well. A guy on your roster that you have to recruit again. Uh, but Washington, as far as when it comes to what you need on this roster, you got to have a point guard. Now I want to look at and see, is there is there any connections to Antigua and to Chin Coleman that pop up here in the next week or two? Are there names that go on the portal that you know of, hey, that's a school to watch or that's a staff to watch with this because obviously Kentucky just added two assistant coaches. Staff is finally in place. What comes of this? Do you, do you think that maybe they're, they'll get to, like you mentioned, obviously the impact with these two will be next year more so in recruiting, but do you think that they could maybe have an impact here down the stretch and maybe get involved with a player in the portal, depending on what Kentucky needs here in the coming months? Possibly, um, and the thing is too when uh, when when people in the media uh, have known about this happening for a few weeks now, it makes me think that you know they could have obviously they've been working together for a while, even if it's not beneficial. But uh, some of this planning and things like that, I mean, there's certain things you can and can't do. Obviously, I mean, if you're not on the other team's payroll, you can't be flat out recruiting in a official capacity for that school, but they can certainly be forming plans with John Calipari and, and looking at guys and kind of examining the, the landscape of who could be out there, maybe who who might go into the portal. And, uh, yeah, I think they could have come up with a plan by then. But 
I, I don't know. I still think I still think they'll get Ty Ty on board first before adding anyone else outside. We talked about Keon. He would just be you know our attorney. I don't I don't think you're out here anything on Mints uh, in the next nine days. I mean I, yeah. I don't see why you would. Well, he just announced that he's going to test the waters. So. I think you make a good point there with Ty Ty. Whoever the other guard is that's added point guard, I think will have to be open to playing alongside Ty Ty Washington. Yeah, I don't think Ty Ty Washington is going to have to be open to playing alongside anyone else. I think he's priority number one when it comes to point guard play, and whoever else they get is going to have to accept that they're playing with him. That's just my thoughts on it. No, I agree with you. Because yeah. that, that, that's clear to this point. And, you know, if, when they, if it does happen and they get a five-star guard out of high school that's not a reclass, I remember saying I'll have to go back and find it a month or so ago. There's not that option out there where you can just go get a five-star point guard out of high school because there's not one there. Well, we didn't expect decommitments. Not only did Ty Ty Washington decommit, so did Nolan Hickman. So yeah. that just – you never know what's going to happen when it gets down to – you. You even though someone is signed, Derek, that doesn't mean anything. They can get out of the letter of intent if the school releases it. Uh, so Ty Ty Washington, it looks like it's trending to Kentucky. It remains to be seen what else Kentucky does with this roster, but we'll be right here covering all of it. And then, uh, two, you want to preview a little bit, Kentucky football recruiting. Looks like uh, maybe some more good news on the way for Mark Stoops. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you guys haven't figured this out by now, then, I mean, it's, I guess the simplest way to say this, any kid that Vince Marino is recruiting is going to go commit on Kentucky Sports Radio now. I think we figured that out. It's like the fourth kid this class who's been recruited by Marino who's going to do that. So, I don't even feel bad kind of mentioning it now because obviously the secret's out. Alex Safari weeks ago said he was committing May 7th. He's being recruited by Vince Marrow. And the kid's announcing on KSR. I mean, you can kind of put two and two together. <laughs> but uh, Alex Safari's going to be committing to Kentucky tomorrow. Uh, another highly ranked kid. He's, he's going to help them in the composite. I, I think he's going to be their highest rated three-star uh, when it comes out. I don't have that pulled up right now. But I know he's a four-star over at Rivals, a kid from Ohio. So the fertile recruiting grounds. I mean, their DB class is shaping up. Really nice. This is a six foot two, two hundred pound kid. Um, yeah, he's right there on fringe of four star status. I think he's one of like the top five guys, uh, one of the top five rated three stars in the country. So it's another good get. I mean, these are the right waters to be swimming in. I mean, obviously you want as many four and five star kids as you can get uh, at Kentucky. I think you got to, you know, this this is the range you want to be in. He's a Point eight nine zero zero in the composite, so almost a four star, a highly ranked three star, number thirty or sorry, number twenty four athlete nationally in the composite. Might end up being the highest rated kid they get out of Ohio too. You got to think about that because it seems like a Mill Wagner uh, who will be taking an official visit to Kentucky in June. All my Ahmad Wagner's little brother. Um, it seems like he's Ohio State bound, and then. You go down. I mean, Afari's going to be, I think, that top guy. And another guy who – they've got a lot of guys like this, Sean, like Travion Longmire's in the same spot, Andre Stewart, and uh, Jeremiah Caldwell. They're kind of all right there on that fringe four-star status. So you could see them move up. You might have someone like Grant Bingham who's kind of on the verge on the other way. He's a four-star right now. Maybe some shuffling happens. Maybe he moves down. But that's a really good spot to be in, though, for Kentucky especially. They've shown, we talked, we dedicated a whole episode a few days ago to how well they develop, but this class would give off similar 2020 vibes where a lot of the class is is pretty high, highly ranked three stars or four stars. Yeah. And they're certainly trending that way um, for now. But if he does commit, which he will, um, that gives you what? Afari, Longmire, Stewart, and Caldwell already in the secondary. 
So four guys, and I think they might take six. And there's still some pretty big targets out there. So more good news. I mean, it's been a while since Kentucky football's had bad news, right? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of keeping it going. So that'll be a good addition for sure. Um, and I, typically that time slot's been what, like 10:30 maybe. Yeah, 10:30 or maybe early after 11 o'clock, something like that. Yeah. No surprises there. I mean, that's you can add one more tomorrow. Yeah. And then I think you might see a – I mean, maybe you'll have a kid out of nowhere commit, but we're so close now to official visits being allowed in June that I think you might – kids might just wait now until they get out on the road and take some official visits. But I do think Kentucky wants to have most of that class taken care of before the season starts in uh, early September, which is the case for most schools. I mean, you'll have your few targets here and there. Like I think for Kentucky, you can see Danky most likely – being someone who's going to let it go a little bit longer. As far as in-state, I think he'll be the top kid. And then there are always names that are going to pop up, but you'll get a better idea who some of those top targets are when they uh, start hosting kids again for official visits. And Alex did tweet that he will be committing tomorrow at 1045. So it's right there. So that's what time you you know. Uh, If you listen on iHeart, you'll get it delayed. (laughs) So you'll just so you might want to tune into the Twitter timeline tomorrow around 10:45, but uh more good news on the way for kentucky football obviously now a stretch of good news for kentucky basketball Derek. something that the program desperately needed we'll see how long this stretch goes but it, it looks like good news a stretch here for a few weeks uh for the men's basketball program we'll see what happens with keon brooks davion mintz in the coming months and then where kentucky goes in the transfer portal and when they do if they do get ty ty washington we know that there will be another addition someone via transfer that they will get to pair along with him when it uh, when it all is said and done. But I'm looking forward to being at the Iverson Classic this, this weekend. So be locked into Kentucky Daily for this episode. Send us mailbag questions, Buffalo Wings and Rings mailbag edition. I know, Derek, while we're recording, I just got a, a mailbag question. You and I both got one on our Twitter DM. So be sure to send us those. I'll put up the tweet this afternoon. Uh, be ready for some talk on some Kentucky football recruiting. And then uh, – who knows? Might be checking in from the Iverson Classic this weekend, depending on what happens with Bryce Hopkins, Damian Collins. And now that Ty Washington and Kentucky are kind of turning together, Derek, I have my eyes on that point guard prospect this weekend. Oh, yeah, I do too. Safe travels over there, Sean. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll play the host role and ask you a bunch of questions from the Iverson Classic. Is that going to be televised? I'm not sure. I, I do want to think that there's a link to watch it. If I'm not mistaken, I think they've always had a link uh, to watch that. So I'll I'll actually find that out. Uh, But they're having a dunk contest, three-point shootout, skills competition stuff Friday night. And then the actual game, I think, is Saturday at 6, if I'm not mistaken. Could be. But I'm definitely looking forward to being back on the road. It's been a while. Uh, I've not been on a trip since Starkville in January, and we all remember what happened that night. That was the Dante Allen game, so maybe something magical happened while I'm in Memphis. But uh, this episode is powered by Blue Wire Pods. It's also powered by the Butcher's Pub and that delicious buffalo chicken sandwich. I was sitting around a fire pit last night with my buddy Josh, who owns the pub, and I literally was talking about the buffalo chicken sandwich. I thought I was going to have to make a few paces downtown Pineville to go get one. Uh, The London location is open. They're trying to hire a cook right now. So if you're interested in making that delicious buffalo chicken sandwich, fill out an application. You can visit thebutcherspub.com or check out all three Facebook pages. But this has been another episode of Kentucky Daily. He's Derek Terry. I'm Sean Smith. We'll catch you tomorrow.